From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be, right here, right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I am so excited today to have Lori Johnson with us, and she's going to talk about what we can expect in the coming months for the rest of the year. If you would like to know more about Lori while we're talking, check out her website. It's lauriejohnsonpsychic.com, L-A-U-R-I-E. Johnson is spelled J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Psychic is P-S-Y-C-H-I-C. And she definitely puts the chic in psychic. She's been a regular on many of my shows. You're going to love talking to her. If you book a reading, if you want to talk to her and what to expect from a reading, check her site out. And to get her information on her newsletter, I live by it. I read it. I have a friend, Linda Franklin, who sometimes co-hosts with me on different shows. And did you get Lori's email? Did you get Lori's newsletter? We can't wait for it to come out. You guys will be glad you signed up for it. Lori has paid no promotional fee for today. She's our guest and she's somebody that's near and dear to my heart. And welcome to the show, Lori Johnson. Thank you so very much. That was a really nice buildup. Wasn't that? Wasn't that? <laughs> the pressure, Thank you. The pressure. But you are, you're terrific. And your stuff works it rocks it comes true like that's why I get so excited to hear what you have to say because forewarned is forearmed and that's kind of the topic for today yeah it's really important I mean this is it's probably most important for people to know that this is the most challenging year that we are going to have in our entire lifetimes because if people think that this is the way it's going to go for years to come it's very defeating and it doesn't really help us get through anything, but to know that there is a finite time for this, that the difficulty that we're facing, not just on the surface level, on the physical level with the pandemic and the craziness with politics all over the world, but the energetic changes that are going on, that we have an end to this cycle of push for change, this brick wall running into it. There is an end to that, and if we don't know that, then sometimes what we face on a day-to-day basis just can be so overwhelming. It really can. It really can. And I see a weariness. You know, today is the first day of school in our house, Lori. And, you know, normally the kids take their picture by the tree, which maybe we'll do this afternoon, but there was no school shopping, school supplies. What do I wear the first day of school? And I'm weary. You know, this, like everyone, this has been going on since March, April for most of the United States. And, you know, we're still under restrictions. We're still unable to eat in restaurants. I mean, it's, it's tiring, and I think many of us are getting weary. Yeah, and the thing is, with all the weariness that we can assign something to, like the pandemic, like restrictions, like the craziness in politics, if you watch the news, it wears you out very easily. But that, again, is the tip of the iceberg of what changes going on this year. We're not used to being consciously aware of energetic, vibrational, or cellular change that's happening in our bodies, but that's the big thing that's going on. Everybody on the planet is getting this huge download from higher source about being able to be in a higher vibe, but it literally is like a download that's taking all year. It comes to fruition on December 21st. That's our big, oh my God, thank God for December 21st winter solstice this year, because that kind of... It's a 4,000-year event that will kind of sweep clean everything that's been going on this year. Um, And yet we have to get there, but the download prepares us for being able to move into, probably the best way to describe it is from the me into we energy. Lori, I'm just going to stop you for a minute because I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor is Indeed, and that's spelled I-N-D-E-D. 
So Indeed, I-N-D-E-D.com. You can go ahead and check them out as I'm talking to you. So we're talking today about what's going on, you know, for the second half of 2020. And we're talking about resilience and resiliency, which is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. And, you know, that's so important in our families, in our business, and in our health. And if you're in charge of hiring, it should be in every job description, whether you're ready to make your next important hire or need some rehiring tips, Indeed is here to help. So, It's really important that you go to Indeed.com because it is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring because you only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there's no long-term contracts. That's really cool. No long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half more times likely to result in a hire. And with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Now, right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try Indeed out with your free $75 dollar credit at indeed.com slash powered up like today's show that's indeed.com slash powered up and this is their best offer available anywhere so go right now to indeed.com slash powered up terms and conditions apply offer valid through september 30th now Lori, you were talking about the aquarian and the piscean age the Piscean Age, all about me, lessons about me, very specifically about the male energy finding their own power going into Aquarian Age, the next 2,000 years, already started, but we've had that overlap of people who were born in the Piscean Age in that entitlement energy, and they're having a really hard time this year, which is one of the reasons it's so difficult, because they're running into a brick wall that them getting away with, I'm important, I'm more important than you, because of money, because of sex, because of position, doesn't really count after December 21st, but getting to that point and wanting to know what's going on when we kind of, you know, in a computer, you can't stop a download in the middle of it to see what you've already received. You got to wait till the very end. So we're getting all this information and all this as if upgrade leveling up that we can't really access until December 21st this year. And in the meantime, it keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and it gets to be really crazy and really hard. And again, the energy change is like 90% of what we're experiencing, but because we don't think of things like that. Piscean age, logical lines and squares thought process. If you can't physically prove it, it doesn't really exist. And yet what we're coming into is as if we've been living in black and white. And now we're going to see color for the first time. And it's overwhelming. Black and white, there are two colors. That's it. Don't even go into shades of gray. When you're talking about the rainbow, how many colors, how many different aspects of it are there going to be for us to be able to see? And there are people that are already there, and the difficulty they're having with this year is waiting for everybody else to pick up the ball and run with it. Right. And the people who are supposed to pick up the ball and run with it don't want to, so it makes it very difficult. It does. It does. And I think that for many of us that have been working hard on this, it's kind of frustrating because you're waiting for everybody to catch up. You're waiting for everybody to get it. You're like, how, why is this so hard? Like, that's one of the things, like when I, I go and I see some of the other groups that I'm part of, mostly because of my kids, I'm like, why is this so hard? Like, why is this something new to you that we're all one, that we're all, you know, it doesn't matter our skin color, our race, our, you know, education level, like people are people, we're all drop of water, the ocean, you know, that whole thing. Like, but it's, it's really hard for a lot of people and the more stubborn and stuck they are, the worse it is. And I think for some of us, it's just tiring because of the people around us, not because of the shift. Yes, exactly, because the people who are ready for the shift, which is basically all the kids born after a certain year, because they're like, can we get the Aquarian age yet? Can we fit in the energy? And it's their world at the end of the year, not because, you know, we're going to be displaced, but people who are not in that energy are going to be displaced. They're not all going to just disappear from the planet or all die. It's that their voice becomes obsolete. 
but literally it's like as if right now everybody on the planet is in a classroom and they're taking a test that takes an hour long. It is a big final exam and people who have been working on this, who have been conscious are done in 10 minutes and they still have to wait another 50 minutes until everybody else is done. Lori, I'm just going to jump in for a minute because we're talking about finding positivity in a world of negativity. And boy, if you want to jumpstart your positivity, our sponsor today has something for you. Our sponsor today is Best Fiends. And if you're not playing Best Fiends, you are so missing out. This is one of my most favorite unique, exciting puzzle games, and so different from anything out there. And they update their game monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old. And what I like about it is I can play it anywhere. I can play it in the weirdest places. Sometimes I'm waiting in line. Sometimes I'm sitting at the gas pump. I can get around in. And I find myself playing in all these little places because you don't have to worry about Wi-Fi access. You don't have to use your cellular data. It doesn't require internet to play. You get to collect these cute characters and you get to take a break, a brain break. And when you talk about being positive in a negative world, we have to do things for ourselves. And one of my self-care things is playing this game because it takes me away from the stress, the stress of being a single mom, my kids, my dad, you know, everything I'm responsible for, including my work and my radio shows like these get a little crazy. So I like these brain breaks. And Best Fiends has thousands of levels already, and with new levels, events, and characters added every month, you have hours of your fun right at your fingertips. And with over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. So download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends with the R, the R, Best Fiends. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Best friends without the R. Best Fiends. You'll be glad you did. Now, Lori, we were talking about what it's like to be positive and surrounded by all this negativity. Can you expound a little bit on that? We can feel where we're going. We can feel the positivity, but we're surrounded by negativity. So we're in that juxtaposition of being able to say, yes, everything is fine, but absolutely no proof that it's going to be that way. Right. Well, and the resistance, like, I think that's the one thing that, like, I'm so tired of, you know, it's, it, yeah. you know, people are so angry, Lori. I mean, they're crazy angry and they target, you know, whether it's people of a certain race, people of a certain political, like one of the things, like I look at, you know, social media and it feels like it's a hot oven you don't want to touch. And it just mm -hmm. radiates this anger because people are not able to do things the way they're used to, the way they want to, and they don't get it. And so that anger is just, it's, it's like a nuclear bomb. Uh, it really is. And it's basically coming down to one thing, which is fear. If we look at the Piscean Age, the last 2,000 years that ended in 2012 when we had the big end of the world, which was, but it wasn't the physical end of the world. It was an end of a 2,000-year cycle and beyond that and stuff like that. But the Piscean Age basically got its power from perpetuating fear as the ruling force. Fear that if you don't do what I say, if I am a religious figure or I am a, um, a leader, that if you don't do what I say, there's punishment when you die. Fear of death then becomes the big fear that we don't consciously think about. But if you think this is your only life and you come into this life and you're not getting anything done you want to or you have negative things that are happening or you have a child who dies when they're very young, how can you not be living in fear? So the fear right now is that what we have lived in is drastically changing. It isn't just a 2,000-year transition. It's basically the first time in human history that we've gone from concentrating on self, on being able to learn all the self lessons and perfect the self lessons to move into the group lessons that we are together. We are all one. We can be of different colors and races and genders or whatever, but we're still all of the same energy. And when you have to, young souls especially that are like all over the place right now, usually unusually high number, that when they have to let go of that fear that they controlled or controlled them, and kind of like, again, walk in the middle of the ocean, they don't know what to do. And so it's literally like, you know, another analogy that's like they're drowning and they're in a group of people that are all swimming with their head above water and they're holding on to the ankles of the people that are above them and trying to drag them down because their own fear that they're going to be lost. 
And that manifests itself right now in anger because literally it's like the world is shifting under my feet. I don't belong here anymore. So I have to yell louder and punish people and bully people in order for me to feel like I'm important anymore. When the whole lesson that's gone on from the end of January through, I mean, the end of July through January of next year is all about that male energy finding out who they are in this new vibe. They don't have to be the leader, the authoritarian, the father figure anymore. They have to be a good human being. They have to be equal with everybody else. And the great part about that is that you can be appreciated and you can flourish in who you are. You don't have to fit into a role or into a societal square peg. You get to be who you are and appreciated for that. Okay, it's going to take a little while for us to get to that purely. But if people do not know who they are, if they know who they are because this is the role that they've been taught and it fit them so far, but they don't know who they are in their soul. They don't have that connection, connection with spirit, connection with self, however you want to look at it, then they're lost and they have to find it themselves. That's the hard part right now. Well, there's so many hard things about 2020, but the hard, one of the hard things is that this is about trust. The entire year is about truth revealed, which is truth in self also. Trust and being able to see things from a different perspective, which is why the pandemic is smacking us around. It's kind of like Aquarian Age boot camp. You know, you go to boot camp in the military and they break you down to nothing so that they can then build you in the way they want you to be. We are in that zone where we're being broken down and young souls and afraid souls and people who don't know who they are in their heart, they're the ones who are getting beaten up and they're the ones who are having to run like five miles with a 50 pound pack because it needs to give them perspective that they don't want. And the point is, there is no way to avoid this. This isn't like if they hold on long enough and scream long enough, they're gonna be able to get their way and keep things the way that they were. We change every single day, every single second. We are never in the same place ever again. And yet we have lived in change and right now it's kind of like, no, 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 we don't want change. We don't want that change. I want change that's about how important I am. And that's never going to happen again. And everybody feels that on one level or another, and it's very uplifting for some. And it isn't even that there are a majority of people that are really lost and fighting. It just feels like it because they're the ones who are yelling the loudest and the most, you know, extreme in their overwhelmingness. It is, it is. And it's, I think, you know, and I, and I say this a lot and people give me like the cross-eyed look, like, are you freaking kidding me? But I'm like, just breathe like take a breath you know like everything is such whipped up in a frenzy you know people are in a frenzy over the election they're in a frenzy over the the voting envelopes they're in a frenzy over you know everything's a frenzy you know the covid the the russian test the lori there's there's like find your happy like (laughs) i have this yeah this this um magnet given to me by my friend beverly in new mexico and she mailed it to me you know when i started my treatment and i keep it here on my desk it's like find your happy it's like why isn't anybody not anybody but why are most people not trying to relax trying to be happy in the situation like why are they fighting it so badly and that that you know, I know you touched on some of it, you know, the fear and the uncertainty, but why, why does it result in so much hatred towards each other? I have seen the most awful exchanges between even people with my family during this, this time. Yeah. Well, it it still comes down to fear. I mean, that's the way that anything that comes from hatred is usually based on fear in that, you're different than I am. You must be better than I am. There, uh, therefore, I have to prove that I am still worthy. So out of fear that I don't know what, I, what I'm doing and who I am, I'm going to bully you or I'm going to hate you. Prejudice, anything that comes from that core is about you're different than I am and I don't know who I am. So therefore, I have to bully you in order to make sure that I'm more important. It's that I got to have my thumb over you in order for me to feel important. And the problem being that This is the good and the bad that this energy this year is lifting us to higher vibrations. When we get into higher vibrations, we become more sensitive. When we're more sensitive, we feel what's going on around us. And I'm not talking like, you know, you can feel it's cold or warm. Energetically, vibrationally, you feel what's going on around us. Meanwhile, people are in crazy land because of their own fear, because they don't know where they belong. 
and they're sending that out in droves like it's heat waves coming off of somebody if you're more sensitive to that and they're more crazy it becomes explosive and we're entering two months where it's going to be pretty freaking explosive coming in here because september and october it's kind of like we've been through a hard year so can we be done yet and i'm sorry to say no we're not done yet we're not even close to being done yet each month so far has felt like a year once we got into the COVID stuff. But September and October are going to turn it up to 11. They're going to be really hard because we're still in a, like a three-week energy that ends next week at the end of next week that is about self being like forced right in front of you that you have to look at who you are, what are you doing. There are the three questions that I talk about. It's, do you know who you are? Do you know why you're here? And do you know where you're going? And that's not, I'm going down to the store, or I'm going to be president someday. This is about who are you in your soul? Do you know why you're here? Do you know why you chose to come into this lifetime at this time? For what are you trying to accomplish for you, for everybody else? What's the purpose of that? Most people don't know those questions. Most people don't even think about that. But the answer to that for where we are right now is exactly what you said. There are three things that I'm also like talking about to everybody. It's kind of like, one, give yourself a break. Two, give everybody else a break. And three, let it be. Because yes. there's nothing we can do about this. We've got angelic energy that is helping us like crazy get through this. But the human part of it, or I should say the mankind part of it, because it isn't about us being human beings. It's still us being part of mankind, which is in that fear factor that this is literally the change of so much. And we've never experienced this before. We've never had a manual to tell us where we're going in this new energy that people are scared of what's going on with uh, anybody else. You know, there are black people that are coming up and I'm white and oh my God, they're going to kill me. No, they're not. It's just a matter of perception because white doesn't have the same privilege as it used to. I mean, at this moment it does, but it's losing that, not because it's losing it, but because the whole point of the Aquarian age is about balance and harmony, communication, humankind, not mankind, humankind, not separation between sexes or separation between colors or religions, human freaking kind. Absolutely. And, you know, I love, I love what you said, because, you know, like, sometimes my kids will be on social media, and they get all whipped up, you know, over whatever. And, you know, I just say, let's go and sit outside. Let's, you know, like at sunset is my favorite time to sit down, because the sun goes down, Lori, and I say, look, it's the end of another day. Tomorrow will be when the sun comes up. It's a new day. As silly as that sounds, it's like, so, you know, this will pass, this will shift and this will move forward, you know, whether we fight it or not. And then the one yeah. thing I love about looking at the moon and I, you know, I posted this on social media and only a few people I think really got it. The moon goes through phases, right? It's like a half moon, a sliver moon, there's no moon. So the moon teaches us there's phases. The sun teaches us to get through each day and start a new day fresh and clean. So if we look to nature and take a big, deep breath, you don't have to be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the biggest answer for everything right now is that nature is the one healing factor that is guaranteed. Yes. We can do meditations, and that's always good to do. We can do group you know, meetings with people of like mind. That's always helpful. But the answer right now, the earth is in charge. So check out the earth. Go hang by a tree. Go put your back on a tree and take in the tree's energy. Or, yeah, just go out and experience a sunset with all the colors that are involved. Because that's where we're headed, that kind of unity. And it isn't just harmony with each other within humankind. It's harmony with animals. It's harmony with the earth. We can't avoid that. We can fight it as much as we want to, but, you know, it's kind of like you can't beat the earth. Right. She's given us a home and she doesn't really, she doesn't care about us right now. She's all pissed off at us. That's another story. But she's also the leader of this is where we're going. Pay attention. Get grounded. All the stuff that people are complaining about and are afraid of are things that they can live without. Right. We got and used to being in restaurants. You can live without being in a restaurant. Okay, granted, we're talk not talking about you know, small businesses and what they can lose. I'm saying in right. survival mode or even above survival mode, we have forgotten what that's like. And right. young souls don't really remember. You know, they haven't had that many lifetimes for them to be able to say, ah, yes, I remember when my entire camp was, was wiped out and I was the only one who survived and I learned how to live like that. 
especially in the United States when we're quite privileged, when also the lesson for the United States is the bigger, harder, stronger, faster. Let's push harder. I need more money. I need more title. There's no, like, I'm relaxed in where I am. There's always, you're supposed to do more. That's also a rhythm that we're breaking. So you stand in your power, in your moment, in this moment, in all time is now, all space is here, and be able to be in that, like the power of now with Eckhart Tolle. And then we get to learn how to maneuver through that. And it doesn't mean we lose our dreams. It means that how we manifest or how we go about it isn't with as much stress. Right. Stress and is killing us. As much pushing and struggle and force. And I have to step on you to get where I want to go. And I have yeah. to put you down to feel good about myself. Like all of those things, they're just not working anymore. And you know, Lori, I might be like a total goofball, but I get up in the morning and I feed my fish and I water my plants and they're really undisturbed about this whole thing. I go in and I check on my, my kid as a bearded dragon, like a two foot lizard in his bedroom. So I go in and I make sure Henry's light is on and Henry has some water. You know, my, you know, my, my kid's 13. He'll do it 98% of the time, the 2% of the time. I don't want Henry to pay the price, you know? So I, yeah. I go in and I give Henry a few worms, you know, pet him on his head, tell him he's a good lizard. And <laughs> all of these things though, haven't changed. And I think that's the one thing that for most of us, the stupid things have changed, but the yeah. important things haven't. Like, you're right. Like, yes, we can't go into the restaurant. We have to pick up. Oh, boo-hoo. Like, you know, and I understand, you know, people are afraid of this disease that's rolling around. You know, I get that. I'm not, but I, I can understand it. But yeah. It's just like, could you come up with any more things to be afraid of? And just when COVID seems to be taking a leap down, now we have the election making a leap up. And, you know, last night I got the mail and I got some of my election things and I was literally going over it with a fine tooth comb to see if it had an R or a D or an I for independent. Like, you know, you see all these videos going around, you see all this stuff and I'm like, oh. I drank the Kool-Aid. I got so upset thinking that somebody, some postman could tell my vote because of the outside of the envelope. And I was like a forensic scientist. I even got my, my magnifying glass on. I'm holding it in the dark and looking at it with a flashlight, like, <laughs> you know, and then I realized how silly this all is because yeah. so much of it, Lori, there's real concerns, real problems. I'm not saying that. But do we really need to be so inflamed about every freaking thing? Yeah, but the inflamed is part of this process in okay. that it takes us to the extreme and that if you get inundated with something, with information, with conflict, conflicting information, what that does is help you decide, even if you don't really want to, it helps you or forces you to decide where you are. Oh, Okay. It takes it down. If you get a lot of, you know, and this, it isn't easy because some people need a lot of conflict, lead a, not a, lead, need a lot of confusion in order to get to that point. But there is a piece that comes with that when you get so overwhelmed that you just shut down and say, shut up. There's a story of, um, I don't know if you've ever read the Carlos Castaneda's books about Don Juan and the Yaqui way of knowledge. And when he went to Carlos, um, UCLA student, the, the theory is now they're saying that this is all false, doesn't matter. The story is that he goes to a Yaqui man of knowledge to learn his ways. And Don Juan says, okay, out in the middle of the desert where he's got his house, he says, find your power spot on my porch. And then he walks away for the day. And Carlos says, I have no idea what's going on with this. So he sits in all these different positions in all these different places on the porch and he thinks he's blowing it and he gets on the porch and he actually lays down and rolls from one end of the porch to try to find it, wears himself out, just sits down and Don Juan comes back and says, what took you so long? The most comfortable place for him is where he sat down when he was tired. The most comfortable place we are going to be is when we get so tired of all this chaos that we just say, forget it. And we know who we are and we know what we need to do. Amen. Seriously. Yeah. Like that's it in a nutshell. And you know, and, and just sit outside. Look at the yeah. trees. Like look at the trees. Like they're they're not concerned. They're they're they you know, the tomatoes are growing, they're doing their thing. So just I think take your cue from nature and take a breath. Yeah, because we haven't had this kind of chaos 
um, since the 60s. 60s was the like the precursor for where the Aquarian age change was going to come in. Okay. But if you lived through the 60s or you were aware of what was going on there, the tension that was going on with Kennedy, with Cuba, but also with Kent State, with the way the government was behaving and the way the students were protesting and what was happening, getting into Vietnam, all that stuff was coming to a head at the end of the 60s with the kind of energy that we're doing now. We just didn't have social media to spread it around. Mm. And social media has its own issue because you can say whatever you want without having an individual there, the energy of that individual there pushing back on you immediately so you can spew safely from your own home and nobody's going to come after you and if you don't like it you can just delete what they say afterwards so it's kind of like autonomy in being able to be a little dick and people are getting away with it and they're really taking advantage of it but we have had this intensity before we just didn't have the immediacy of it put in our faces by everybody repeating their own lies or repeating their own fears over and over and over and over and over and over again, and then get um, accelerated by people who are feeding those fears because they want chaos. There's a thing within psychology, somebody called a crazy maker who makes chaos for other people so they can sit back and watch it and know that they're okay while everybody else is crazy. It's kind of like there are a lot of crazy makers out there right now. There are some that are purposefully doing it, and then there's some that are doing it because they're just spinning their wheels and they're lost. But it is a chaotic time. But that's the freaking point. The point is the reason that Trump was elected, the reason that Putin is still there, the reason we have China and Korea in the energy that they are and in some places in South America is because this dictatorship crap that that stuff doesn't work anymore, but it's coming to a head for everybody to be consciously aware of that before it gets killed. And it will. It may not get killed immediately. I feel it will in the United States before the end of the year. But still, all over the world, this is the same thing. There's that chaos. There's that fear that's going on, the crazy making that's going on. And it will come down quite a bit. Um, and then we have the repercussions of the new order, kind of like dealing with the aftermath. But, you know, we're still in crazy. And crazy's not letting go until we get into December, the end of December. So end of December, let's talk about where we're going. You said October and November, September, October, November are going to be difficult. Yeah. And the hardest energy that we're facing in October, in September and October, um, I, what I have seen, what has been told to me when I'm doing work, when I'm doing meditations or readings, is that we kind of get a little bit of break from COVID. Not really, but I mean, it isn't rising as much end of September going through middle of November. So it will feel like it's a rest. And then in November, middle of November, we get the um, COVID coming back with the cold and flu season. And people who, well, to me, everybody has been exposed to COVID in one way or another, even if it's just a molecule in your DNA, what it does is it makes your immune system a little bit more compromised. It's easier to pick up the cold. It's easier to pick up the flu. Any vaccination for the flu is not going to work because it's going to be a vaccination based on a flu that has now mutated. So it's not actually for that. And people will get sick from that and they'll get sick from the flu and the COVID being in their systems, not presenting itself as COVID will then make it harder for them to heal. And the regular antibiotics will not be as effective. And then it's like, well, I'm really tired of being sick, so I'm going to get up and do things, which makes them sicker and can easily go into pneumonia, not like doomsaying. I'm just saying, be aware of this. If you anybody gets sick before the end of the year, going into May of next year, then really step back and take care of yourself. We're not used to doing that. We're used to taking a, you know, a pack from the doctor and being able to be back to work three days after you got sick. That's not going to work in the fall. So we've got that coming in, but then there is another avenue based on planetary activity that says that September is going to be when this second or third wave, whatever you want to call it, a mutated version of COVID is going to come back and it's going to come back stronger. But to me, the COVID lasts until the end of May next year and it burns itself out. They're not going to get a vaccine that's going to be accurate. Vaccine will hurt people more than it will help and May will burn it out like SARS was burned out itself, like H1N1 burned itself out. Um, that's what's going to happen. And where we get into that new energy, when we get that clarity, we're going to be kind of feeling um, like, duh, going into the summer of next year, because we won't know what comes next. But literally, bright and happy summer, bright and happy June, it's going to be as if we had a huge storm. And now we're coming out, there's a rainbow, and there's sun shining, and the air is clean. 
the energy is going to be clean. We're going to hit that before the end of the year, but we still need that physical push of the pandemic to kind of like clean up the dust bunnies of stupid. <laughs> I love that. Because <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, okay, okay, we can just make it to May. You know, May will burn itself out. And that's, you know, that's yeah. so great to know. But yeah, cleaning up the dust bunnies of stupid is hilarious. It's, it's a hard thing. I mean, we're this is again, people sometimes don't get that this is, it's not a 2000 year shift. It's a 26,000 year shift in human consciousness. This is not a little thing. So the stuff that's going on, even the stuff that people aren't aware of, the underneath stuff, the vibrational energetic stuff, this is huge. And if you're thinking the biggest thing is I can't go to a restaurant, it's kind of like you're missing the fricking iceberg, baby. Yeah. So, so how, you know. how, how would you advise me and people like me to navigate the next couple months? Like just hunker down and sit by my pool and stay out of it or, you know, yeah, pretty much yeah. because the people that are having the biggest change are the people who need the biggest change. The stuff that um, people who are um, aware of this and are kind of waiting for the young souls or the crazy makers to stop running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Um, yeah, it is hardest thing is to trust. Hardest thing is when you are feeling the energy of this intense fear that's going around, which it is impossible to not feel right. that when you're feeling that and it's not yours, you can pick it up and not realize you're getting piggybacked energy that doesn't have anything to do with you. You assign it to something you might be afraid of and then it becomes yours and then you're spewing it out too. So the biggest thing is, yeah, nature is a really big deal because that gives you calm. That gives you grounding to know the bigger picture going on here, but it is trust. Trust that we're okay because people are also not getting, I can't go to a restaurant and I can't, you know, my kids can't do this and my kids can't do that. It's for a limited amount of time. Right. It could be where we are all like Puerto Rico after the hurricane. We could have had it that bad where the entire world would be decimated. We still have electricity. We still have food that's going, you know, some people are having problems with that, but we still have availability for food. We don't have no food. Maybe distribution isn't there. And we do have problems in how people treat each other, but we haven't had our world change that much. This is like a 10% change that's radiating all through us. And we don't like it because it's changed because we forgot how to adapt. But basically this is a much easier world than it could be. And people are thinking what it is, how bad it is, as opposed to how easy it is. It could be a lot worse. So in going into these next months, it literally is, you have any consciousness of what's going on, trust that we're heading to something that's much better. Uh, okay, that, you know, it's like, okay, everything's going to be better after the sun shines, but it will be. The energy will be. The reason we're having a problem is because there's such a dissonance of energy of people so afraid. And at the end of the year, people who are that afraid, their fear isn't gone, but it doesn't affect people the way it does now. So just hold on, basically, let it go. Be nice to yourself, be nice to others. If you don't want to be nice to others, then don't deal with others, be a hermit. But basically, whatever makes you happy, do it. If you want to like binge stranger things, all the seasons in one sitting, just to make you feel better, then do it, whatever it is to get you through and observe, but observe from a distance. Like you're watching people learn something and if they don't want to learn it, that's on them. Another thing going on this year is that you can't help anybody else. We would love to be able to help. And we've been taught within religion that you help somebody else. But there are times when everybody's got to take their own test, when everybody's karma is on their own doorstep. And you cannot help anybody else through this. So don't try. It's not selfish for you to take care of yourself. It's not selfish for you to take care of yourself and your children. And that's all you do. Because well, it's about that. survival. I love that, you know, and it's, it's, it's so important, Lori, because, you know, I think it's really easy for, and I've seen this, for people to go on, especially to social media with all the good intentions in the world of being positive and loving and supporting, then they read some post that just sends them off the deep end. And so, you know, yeah. I've been snoozing people that are posting particularly hateful things and these are even people that 
don't normally post hateful, awful things. You know, I think, you know, some people can be swayed and influenced. So I think it's important that we snooze the people, stay off social media or snooze the people that are posting vitriolic hatred. Yeah, because reading it or perpetuating it or even leaving it there perpetuates the energy. And we don't need that. We don't need that energy to be perpetuated because it's doing fine on its own. And, you know, the lessons are really hard right now and specifically for men. And they're, you know, reaching out. It doesn't have to be that men are the ones who are like being nasty on social media, but their energy being so strong is affecting everybody else. And everybody else wants to take it out on everybody else so they can feel better. And it doesn't make them feel better. It's like a black hole of hatred. It's a black hole of fear. So, yeah, do what you need to do to protect yourself. It's like I haven't talked to anybody outside of my clients for the last couple of months. I have friends and I said, okay, I got to be a hermit right now because the energy is so strong that once I finish work, once I finish readings for the day, I'm fried. Can't take the energy that's going on out there. And I make the joke that, you know, I've had the same tank of gas that I got in March because I go to the grocery store, which is five minutes away, maybe once every three weeks, maybe stock up on everything. And then I just stay in because it's, you know, for where, what I do, I can feel everything when I go out there, no matter how much protection I put on. And everybody can feel that on one level or another without consciously realizing it. And if you don't consciously realizing, realize it, then it affects you even more because then we get into self-judgment. I'm feeling like this and I'm really angry. What's wrong with me? That's usually the first thing people think. Even if the second thing is, well, it's somebody else's fault. They first have to think it is, what am I doing wrong that makes me feel this way? Right. And you get that self-judgment and then the judgment from everybody else. And that's a hell of a place to be in. This is not easy. This is, the, again, the hardest time we are going to have in this lifetime. We're going to have hard times, but not like this. And the next two months are crunch time. And the hard thing is, again, this is going to be like a hard surface thing, is that now when we get into the next what I feel is going to be the COVID thing in the middle of November, that's going to mess up everybody's plans for the holidays. If people think that, you know, okay, cold and flu season, it's going to be cold and flu. COVID isn't going to last that long or for whatever they believe, or even in just believing that, uh, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. People are still in that rhythm that we get into Thanksgiving time. We get into the Christmas and Kwanzaa and Yule and Hanukkah and that we're going to see family and we're going to travel and we're going to be around people that we love. And it's like, yeah, not, not going to happen this year. Not going to happen safely anyway. And we have been for years, at least for the last seven years, getting worse and worse and worse on anticipation of the holidays to make us feel better, so much so that there are Christmas decorations that are starting to be advertised in September last year. Absolutely. And it's there because we need a break and we need something that's going to make us feel happy. And those are celebration times, but they're celebration times these days in like, I'm going to be really happy on Christmas. You can't force that. But because you've experienced that before and it's supposed to be a happy holiday, then people are anticipating that as it's going to be the big release. But if we have to do that, okay, I don't go to theaters, I don't go to restaurants, I don't go out in groups of people, that's fine. But you can't give me Christmas, you can't give me Thanksgiving or New Year's Eve. That's going to be really hard. That's a godsmack for everybody right across the face if this is what they're anticipating. So basically, for the rest of the year, I'm sorry to say, for the rest of the year, take it easy. Stay in your own power of what you need to do that makes you happy. Makes you happy, not what can make you happy from somebody else. I want to go see this person because that person can make me happy. No, it's about you making yourself happy. You making yourself, if not happy, at least content. Hold on. This is finite. We get to a better place with this. But this is like, you know, we're in the birth canal and that's not a pleasant thing. But we're all getting born, no matter what. No matter what. There's an inevitability to it, and it's you know not necessarily a pleasant experience. And some people are not going to like the outcome because they're not going to have it their way. But basically, the way the world is headed is for everything to be on a much higher vibe, a much more understanding, a much more spiritually connected vibe with each other, with higher source, with the earth, with animals, with everything. How can that not be good? Right. Well, and, and, you know, the thing is, too, Lori, like with people being so awful and angry, 
maybe that's why COVID is here is to keep people apart. So we're not yeah. killing each other. Yeah. And then we got social media that keeps us together anyway, but <laughs> No, but you know what I mean. Like it's one thing to fire I do. awful things across a you know, an internet. It's another thing to be in, in an office working together. You know. Yeah, yeah know. that's very, very negative. And the thing that's really hard right now is that a lot of people are finding that people they've known for a really long time, friends that they've had that it's surprising on how people behave in an emergency situation. You learn a lot about people in an emergency situation. When I was in the 94 earthquake, the guy that I was with when it hit at like 429 in the morning, he threw the covers over his head and screamed like a girl and I'm holding the bookcases up and making sure the cats are okay. And he jokes about that now, but literally I did not know that he was going to crumble. And we're finding that people that we know, friends that we've had for years and years and years, even from when we were kids, that their response to what's going on is very surprising. And I frequently have readings where people are saying, I haven't talked to my friend. She hasn't called me. I've texted her six times. She hasn't called me. What did I do? And it's like, you didn't do anything. She's having a hard time. Let it be. If you try to put how friendship was into this environment, there will be disappointment. Don't compare it. Take it for what it is but I've also had a dear friend that just went off in crazy land about COVID, about wearing masks. You shouldn't wear masks. And this is all a hoax and all this stuff. And I'm, I never saw that coming from her in a million years. And it's not that I dislike her and I'm not going to deal with her anymore. It's just, I'm not going to take that right now and we can still have a friendship, but not at this time. Right. You know, silence them or snooze them or block them or whatever. But it's hard because, You just can't see where people are going to go in this and surprising people are behaving in surprising ways. Well, and in such, you know, such unkind, hateful ways, you know, we had a family uh, situation with another family just completely explode and went backwards. You know, one of the kids' friends offered my younger son some pot and some alcohol and to come over and play video games. It's fun. So I let the other family know. Now I should be the angry parent, but it blew up completely backwards. And the other family, you know, is angry with us. You know, how dare you? You know, it was just like the world turned upside down. And these were people I knew 10 years, you know, so you wouldn't think that something like that would blow up, but you know, it can, and it does. And with COVID everything's upside down. Yeah. Yeah. People put into a stress situation. You kind of find out again, how people behave in an emergency. This is just not an emergency that's taking two minutes or a couple of hours. It's taking the entire year. So we're all under pressure as if it is an emergency for an entire year. And the way people can like break under pressure and, survive you can also tell the soul age of people by how they're dealing with this because older souls will be more calm seeing the bigger picture because they've lived through things that are similar in other lifetimes and younger souls who have not had that much experience are the ones that are having the freak factor now and you know you don't usually think about family members who's the young soul who's the old soul that's not in our consciousness on our day-to-day consciousness but being aware that somebody is a young soul and that they are having a hard time and they're spewing it forth on everybody else, you can see why. You know, the difference between an adult who has graduated university and is working and has had life experiences facing a challenge, facing a fear factor or an emergency versus how a kid would face it, you're not going to blame the kid because they're scared to death and losing their own crap. Right. And yet, it's really hard to not get, it's not judgmental, but to not look at people and go, how can you be so stupid? How can you be so afraid? How can you be so selfish that you're taking out your fear, your anger on everybody else? When basically, if you were talking to a five-year-old, it would be a little bit of a different conversation. I'm not saying, you know, just, you know, be kind. Yeah, be kind to everybody. But everybody's got to have, again, their own karma that they're facing right now. And a lot of people just don't know how to do it. And they, I mean, they don't know how to do it. It's not like they're refusing to do it. They don't know how. And they're the ones that are causing the biggest problem. They're the ones that are the young souls that are in the way. And they are in the way because, you know, this is a lifetime where you can get so much karma work done in a very short period of time. Lifetime's worth. Instead of one lifetime, you're fixing it in the next lifetime. This is lifetime's work. You can get that done in this lifetime. 
and they come in with this huge list of things that they want to do. And if you're a young soul and you've got a list of 20 things and realistically you can do two, how frustrating is your life for the rest of your life? And you don't even know that you can't do this stuff until you come here, until you get physically incarnated and then you're lost. Right. And then you've got COVID and then you've got 2020 and all the energy changes going on here and people are like freaking out. Obviously we know that we can see that on a daily basis. Right. We can, you know, and I, I just, Lori, I want to thank you so much for being our guest today. And can you share with us a little bit more about what's, what's in your newsletters? Like I totally dig your newsletters, you know that, but you know, can you share with us what, what people can expect when they sign up for your newsletter? Um, most of the time these days, it is about anticipating what's coming up. Uh, like the last newsletter was about an energy shift that we had last week that made people really confused and discombobulated. And if you don't know there was a reason for that, then it makes it really difficult to get through an entire week of kind of like not even knowing your own name. So I address on how the energy changes on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis and what's coming up like The next one is going to be about what's coming up in September and October. But I also go into bigger patterns um, every once in a while when we don't have an emergency going on of, you know, the bigger picture of what's going on um, in the next 2000 years or where we came from and what we're actually consciously working on as human beings. So it's more like it's energetic. It's uh, being able to see the bigger picture and being able to explain that. Because again, we're not taught to think about that. We're not taught to think about past lives or anything outside of, um, you know, what your religion believes in or what society says that you have to do. So it's kind of like taking it outside of that and, you know, getting us ready for the Aquarian age. I love that. I love that. You know, you guys go ahead and sign up. It's Lori Johnson Psychic, L-A-U-R-I-E, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, Psychic. You can spell it, know how to spell it, and sign up for that newsletter because you can tell I couldn't remember how to spell it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad that you're here, Lori. I'm glad that you continually come back and support us in these shows. Um, You also have a book. Do you still have your book out? Yeah, yeah. It's um, basically in Kindle because I just haven't gotten around to putting in paperback. But yeah, it's um, on my website. If you scroll down, it's there. It's called Into the Aquarian Age. um, And it's all about the consciousness shift we're experiencing now. That is another great read. So you guys are going to want to check that out. And again, Lori has paid no promotional fees to be on today's show. We have her on because we love and respect her. And she always comes with such great, helpful information. And if you liked what you heard today, check us out. Check out LoriJohnsonPsychic.com. We'll be back again next week. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. 